Hi guys, I'm Praise here back again. Welcome back to the Express Image. Um, still on the subject of faith. As I was reading today, I found something so amazing. You know how the Bible says in Mark 11 verse 20, 23 to 24. Let me read it to you. 24 particularly says therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when ye pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them this verse has troubled me so much because I would feel like I believe I believe and then it won't work out and then I'll uh, unbelief would come and so it will prevent me from believing other verses of the Bible you know and so I, I started reading Mark 9. It was about this um, this man. He had a son. His son used to have like a lot of seizures and whatnot. So and he was he was a little bit deranged. So he would throw himself in the fire, throw himself in the waters, injure himself for no reason. He was bothered by a devil, you know. And um, he, the guy went with his son to meet the disciples and they couldn't cast the devil out. They probably tried everything they saw Jesus do, but they just couldn't do it the way he used to do it. I don't know. And so um, he went to Jesus. And when he went to Jesus, Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes and immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears Lord I believe help my unbelief this is my prayer every day because the promises of God that are in Jesus that are established in Jesus are so great that sometimes I don't believe them like they look too good to be true but I know that they are true but it just looks like it's, it's God's plan for somebody else not someone like me I don't know why it just looks too good to be true for me you know but I feel like it can happen to another person but this man said Lord I believe help my unbelief and verse 25 when jesus saw that the people came running together he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it deaf and dumb spirit i command you come out of him and enter him no more then this is what hit me like i literally had to check this in so many other versions just to understand it it said in the new king james version then the spirit cried out convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead so that many said he is dead but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose first of all when Jesus commanded the spirit it looked like everything got worse this boy started convulsing greatly he was shaking and he was crying out loud and then all of a sudden he stopped and he looked like he was dead everyone else around him thought he was dead but guess what guess what guess Jesus was there to lift him up in our walk of faith in our faith journey 
sometimes you know the bible says resist the devil and he will flee that means that there's a resistance there's something you have to fight against there's something opposing you that you have to fight against but keep resisting and he will flee he will flee and this is to tell us that when the devil is leaving he makes the loudest noise when it looks like everything is so horrible like it's not getting better like the end has come man your your miracle is there in flesh just know that because when he's leaving he makes the loudest noise he he literally convulsed this boy greatly just before coming out of him and after he came out it looked like the boy was dead all hope was lost it looked like it was like this boy has died let's just leave so in our faith walk when it looks like we're exhausted like we've put in everything we've sown the seeds we've made the confessions we've read the bible we've done everything we can and nothing is working it's looking like it's just getting harder and harder and we're tired Jesus is there to raise us up in victory. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And that is our testimony. That in everything that we go through, in every fight of faith that we find ourselves in, Jesus is there to lift us up and we will rise. We will rise. And you know what keeps me going? that this thing oh thank you spirit of god in second corinthians i don't know if i can find it right now but it says our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far exceeding weight of glory this thing that you might be battling with or struggling with the lord sees it as light and why has it come it has come to bring to you a weight a weight of glory and the Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that means that the power to overcome these things are not from us they are from the Holy Spirit in us I have to find this just give me a second found it second corinthians oh, four verses seven it says for we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us we are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed and i'm like everything you know sometimes it just looks like it's too much like they're pushing you from here they're pushing you from here you still have schoolwork you're battling with schoolwork you're battling with your family your parents are fighting um what not you know we, we are, there's so many things many teenagers are going through and even youths adults in work you come back to your family the struggle battling with financial situations you know and it just looks like it's too much just too much it's everywhere and you're in a tight corner you want to breathe the bible is telling us that we have this treasure earthen vessels that is our bodies are made from you know soil 
So we are the vessels, the earthen vessels, and we have this treasure. Who is the treasure? The Holy Spirit. He is in us. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. On our own, we cannot carry on. On our own, we will be beat down. On our own, we will be flat on the floor, defeated. But Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit who is in us, that the power may be of God and not of us. See, Jesus, Jesus planned for everything, every possible thing that would happen to you. And he gave, he gave us the resources that we would need to overcome each and every one of us. The greatest resource is the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit in us is that the Holy Spirit is in us is the greatest gift ever. We have not only a friend but a helper. We have power, dynamic ability to cause changes. Ah, oh, my God. It says in verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Everything that looks like it's troubling you is not forever. It's not going to last long. It's temporary. It is there to make you greater. It is there to bring to you a new level of glory, a new level of grace, a new level of operation. So just know one thing. You cannot be beat down. Even if you were supposed to be beat down, the fact that the Holy Spirit is in you, that's what makes the difference. Him being in you is power. You have to be conscious of that power that you have. Jesus was conscious of the power that he had. Oh, I need to show you something. In Luke, Luke 10, I read this yesterday. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke, sorry, give me a moment. Luke 10, verses 17. Now, the backstory of this is Jesus sent out 72 disciples to preach the gospel and whatnot and this is their testimony they said lord even the devils are subject to us in thy name and jesus said i believe i beheld satan as lightning fall from the heavens behold i give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you you see, for a very long time, I battled with fear because I read this book. See, be careful of the books that you read, even Christian books. Some Christian books, you are not ready to read them. Even me, I'm not ready to read them. Like, I read this book on demonology. But at that point in my life, even till now, well, now I can read a little bit more of the book, but not all. I, I, I found out too much information about demons and everything, but I wasn't grounded in my faith, so I became so scared. Like I knew I knew too much. I knew how tangible the the spiritual world was, and I knew how tangible the the demons were in the earth. 
but I didn't know how tangible my angels are in the earth for my for my cause for my sake you know so I was just focusing on the demons 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 I didn't focus on God and the angels and the plans that he has put in place for my safety so I was always walking in fear then I found this verse They said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. The name of Jesus is so powerful. Oh my God. That's why we have to pray in the name of Jesus. There is no other name through which men can be saved than the name of Jesus. We have to pray in the name. When people say you don't have to pray in the name of Jesus, pray through Mary, pray through um, Peter, whatever. The thing is, Every promise that God had made in the new covenant that we are in now, they were all fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Each and every one of them. And the thing about the Lord's Prayer is, the Lord's Prayer was given to them while Jesus was there. But if you read further down, before Jesus left, he told them to pray in his name. He gave them a new style of prayer. It was it just wasn't like written, oh, the new version of prayer. But that was what he did. And now look at it. The Lord, um, he, they said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Why didn't they say through the name of Mary? Why didn't they say through the name of Peter? The devils are only subject to you through the name of Jesus because it is in the name of Jesus that you have authority. It is only the name of Jesus that has authority. So do not let anyone tell you otherwise that you shouldn't pray in the name of Jesus or it's not necessary. It is. It is. That is the only power you have as a Christian. The name of Jesus. Every other thing is false. I, When I was listening to a message, Pastor Chris said, when you mention the name of Jesus, when you pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit goes into action for your sake. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a name of his own. The, the Holy Spirit is not his name. That's the, the description of his character, of who he is, his person. But when you mention the name of Jesus, he goes into action for your sake. You know how amazing that is? Because you are functioning in Jesus' shoes at that point in time. When you speak in the name of Jesus, Jesus is speaking when you cast out devils in the name of Jesus when you stretch out your hands in the name of Jesus Jesus's hands are stretched out now it's, it's this moment I realized why he said if you believe whenever you pray whatever you desire believe it and it will be yours because there's nothing that you can ever ask for in the name of Jesus that will not come to you that will not be given to you that's how powerful the name of Jesus is And he said, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. Do not let the devil cheat you of your power and authority. You have power over him. You have power over all power of the enemy. That's something that blew my mind that I had been living in fear for so long when I had power over the enemy. You know, and he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is Jesus talking to us, assuring us like, babe, nothing will hurt you because I'm here. I'm here. Y'all, you need to, you need to learn about the names of God, like the meanings of the names of God. 
in the Bible. There's so many. There's Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Nisi, Adonai, um, El Shaddai. But the one that hits that hits me most is Jehovah Shama. It means God is here. Even if I can't feel him, he is here. The thing is, we can't base our Christianity on our feelings. It will fail us because um, we don't walk after the flesh. The flesh lies. Feelings lie. Sometimes you may be praying and you feel like spiritually dry, but probably that's the time your spirit is the most active. Do not base your Christianity on your feelings. Feelings lie. For real. And so, Jesus is telling us nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Like Kenneth Copeland, he he made this protection prayer out of Psalm 91. And he said, Your angels have a special charge over you to accompany, defend, and preserve you. So God has set angels to um, accompany, to defend, and to preserve you nothing can by any means hurt you nothing absolutely nothing i know sometimes there's nothing someone can tell you and you're afraid you'll just still be scared but you know what read the word of god fill your mind with it there's this verse hold on let me find it finally found it um that's in second corinthians um three verses 17 it says now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty verse 18 but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory that's why this is called the express image you know because I was talking about how when you look at the word, even if you are afraid, the word just changes something about you. The word of God is a mirror. And when you read the word of God, you're looking at the image of the glory of God. You're learning more about him. And it says that as you look in the mirror, you are being transformed into that same image. The word of God is God, you can agree. And the more you look into the mirror, you read the word of God, you become more like God. The Bible says as he is, so are we. So that is our testimony. But but we have to actually put it to work. In as much as the Bible says as we as he is, so are we. Many of us cannot even pray out a stomach ache or <laughs> or like a little swelling on our fingers. But this Jesus healed the sick, he raised the dead. And we are supposed to be like that. Forget it. Christianity is not like I go to church, we go to church. This is the essence of Christianity. I'm studying medicine. I want to study neurology. Um, I, I am interested in children with autism, Asperger's, but these things are lifelong sentences, you know, in the physical realm. There's nothing you can do to an autistic child but therapy. And obviously, the child can get better, but you know, all they can do is manage it. And I sat, I sat down to think, so you mean I, I want to just um, help children be on lifelong support of management? 
for something that it looks like there's no hope but i know that the word of god the, the, the word of god can help the word of god can remove it and the word of god is like when you when you give your heart to christ you get the bible it's like you're put in a in a room that's dark but there's a light bulb and there's a switch god has given you everything you need just you have the manual you have you have like a map a road map to see where the light bulb is it's to see where the switch is rather just get the switch turn it on that's that's all you need to do and i'm here trying to figure out guy where's my switch where's my switch i cannot i've made up my mind i will not i will not allow autistic children to suffer children with all those lifelong sentences syndromes these things are not natural i mean why would a child be born into suffering because if you watch autistic children they 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 literally cry and throw themselves on the ground why would you want to injure yourself for no reason you know these things are not natural. the devil man he's just not nice <laughs> and so god has given us the life manual he said work out your own salvation i'm working out mine you guys work out yours because challenges will come make sure you're not on the receiving end the word of god is hope though like in every death sentence in every place where it's like there's nothing you can do the word of god is hope so i'm like now that i'm facing little challenges i have to build my faith strong so that when the big ones come i stand and i resist and that's what i want uh, like each and every one of us to do because as teenagers things will come things will come we just have to be strong we have to build our faith and we have to look in the image of god and be transformed to the same image we we are just like god and in the physical realm we can be more like him all we have to do is just read you know and there's one last verse i have before i end it for today you know i usually don't have a topic i just talk I keep talking but this verse I think I planned for it um pardon me Philippians 2 verses oh dang <laughs> hold on let me check my other Bible Philippians 2 verses 9 to 10 it says wherefore God also hath highly exalted him him here is Jesus and given him a name that is above every other name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth this is the name we have guys ah this is the name we have to use anytime we need it the name that when we mention it knees bow knees in heaven knees in earth knees underneath the earth they all bow each and every one of them they all bow we're not helpless we we cannot be helpless in every point see babe bro in every point you are in where it looks like you're battling with something i don't know what it is drugs um sadness depression anything guy you're not helpless guy you have the name of jesus the name of Jesus that is higher than depression, higher than drugs, higher than sadness, higher than financial difficulties, higher than everything. Use that name. 
use it you have it use it thank you so much for your time guys you will not believe i didn't plan for this i was just reading my bible and i was i was deeply moved to just speak up you know thank you so much for listening i love you god bless you oh yeah and there's something i want to further explain because it can be taken out of context i said that when you give your life to christ it's like you're in a dark room it's not like you enter into darkness no it's more of the bible says when you give your life to christ you're a new creator all things are passed away behold all things are becoming you but it's your spirit that has been recreated so um, you go back you still face your problems so you go back to that same dark room that you were in but the thing is before there was no light in the dark room so you had no hope of having light but now when you give your heart to christ you go into your dark room you go back into your challenges knowing that there's a way out there's a light bulb and you have the bible a book a manual that will show you exactly what to do to turn on your light to work out your salvation basically thank you very much